from a long way back, spirited territory, Ashmashani Ego, topping the straight, Stormboy struck the front, Arabian Summer in the clear, likewise Highness getting through the middle, Erno's Cuban Spywire out wider, it's Stormboy in front, 100 metres left to run, Highness can't reach back the margin, then Spywire, but it's all Stormboy, and Stormboy is two for the middle, two-year-old, Stormboy by three. So it's really not about the racing, uh, on the Gold Coast last week, the Magic Millions. It's about the inspections. It's about the sales. As I welcome in Wayne Hawks, who was up there, but uh, pretty impressive storm boy. Looking good morning. very good. Yes, he was. He certainly was. But uh, there's a little bit, uh, well, you know what, Let, let's just put it in perspective. He won and he bolted in. There was about a couple of length margin. So probably in, in human terms would be a five metre margin to the second horse and about the same to the third horse. So you take away the second horse, hypothetically, he's bolted in. Some of the rest, I'm not so sure about okay. them. I don't think they'll be uh, competing at any great heights in the in the short term. But um, you can only do what you can do. And one thing about when you're putting a horse in a race, you can't put your opposition in. You can only go up against whatever's there at the time. So, so you heard that replay. That was um, 1,200 metre dash in about one minute ten seconds for three million bucks. It's not bad, is it? Not so bad bought by Gay at the sales last year and then yes. sold to a group of punters in a Penrith pub. They would have been story. pretty happy Amazing. on the weekend. You know what? These are the great stories of racing. Look, we need we need the Lloyd Williamses of Crown Casinos and uh, and people like this to be uh, going back into racehorses because they're the big boys that Tony Sandick, Maccabi Diva fame, mm-hmm. he said to me one day, he said, the difference with me is, mate, he said, I've already spent it before I try and earn it. <laughs> so that's we need those big people in. But these uh, smaller syndicates, they're, uh, they're fantastic stories and – I mean, it's the, uh, I reckon it's the only country in the world where you could probably be on the dole and still race a horse because you could get a share for uh, 250 bucks and a, a lifetime share in a horse and, <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and race it, so to speak. But $20 million uh, up for grabs, Magic Million is an event. You know, Lloyd Williams yep. started Crown Casino and he called it an entertainment complex, not a casino. Mm-hmm. Magic Millions is a two-week event. So the week before the sales... So much goes on and so much happens. And then you've got the one week of the uh, of the sales. And to be honest, the second book was yesterday and today. So it's still going on. A lot less quality. They're probably not even B graders, to be fair. They're C graders, but I'm not, I'm not saying that they're not going to end up being That's why A-graders. you're back here and not up there. Correct. <laughs> but the difference is they're just a different price bracket. And don't think the C grader... James Herb, was he pick 85? 79. Yeah, 79. Pretty handy, wasn't he? There you go. Carlton have had 400 uh, number one draft picks, <laughs> and I'm a Carlton supporter, yes. so I thought, I thought I'd just uh, just say it there. Yeah. So Now, as one of our great mates says, Gareth Hall, one of his favourite sayings is one for the battlers. It's fair to say book one is not one for the battlers. 223 million but traded on 800 horses with an average sale of $279,000. That ain't one for the battlers. $279,000 average. So how I look at this is, I'm happy with the GST, just just quietly. Yeah, thank you. I'll be happy with uh, that too. Most of the horses are, are GST applicable. But, uh, folks, you've got to think of your house. What is your house worth? You're sitting there at the office now, you're driving in your car. What is your house worth? And this is what these horses make. And I think the top price was $2.1 million. That is correct. Plus GST. Mm, $2.1 million. If you say it and- quick... It's 20, actually, it's actually Twenty-three million dollar lots this year. Yeah, Twenty-three horses made a million or more. That's uh, it's just a phenomenal eff- effort, I suppose, by the sales company to get that to make it happen. Leading in the day before the sales started, um, 
we were all thinking top, top end, no problems. Middle to the top, mm-hmm. it'll be easy. Bottom end's going to be tough. And that was pretty much how it ended up. But to be honest, I didn't think it still would have stacked up to be averaging $279,000 because you don't have to be an economist from Westpac or Channel 9. We, we know where we are in the pecking order right now. Interest rates are up. Yep. Things aren't looking it's fantastic. It's tough. And we thought 2020 with three was going to be a tough year. But I suppose the thing with the racing industry is, is that most people make their money outside of racing and they bring the money into the racing industry. There's not many people that have made the money in the industry and then, <clears throat> excuse me, take it and use it or take it out of the industry. So they got the event right. I mean, there's going to be further changes next year with the lights going up. There's a new slot race that's been announced. But in terms of the whole event for a week or two weeks, as you say, have they, have they got it right? Well, what what they have got right is next year uh, the Magic Millions is at the Gold Coast and the race race day itself for the people that don't know straight across the road. So you go to the races on Saturday, then you walk across the road half tiddly winked, and uh, <laughs> they do the right thing and close the road so you can just stroll across right at your it, leisure. Yeah. And then the sale finishes on the Saturday night. What's going to happen in two thousand and twenty five? Yep is that the Friday night, we're going to have half a dozen races. So that'd be a hell of a backdrop because when you're looking at the winning post in the grandstand, you are looking at the Gold Coast skyline. Mm. So, I mean, it's one of the most greatest looking race courses anywhere in the world. So we're going to have half a dozen races there. We mightn't have our full 11 race card. It might cut back one or two. And you said there's going to be a slot race. I mean, that's worth a cool $3 million. So Mm. there's going to be 20 odd million dollars up for, uh, up for grabs, but it is most of the participants actually pay. The government have put in a hell of a lot of money and racing, you know, Queensland have done a great job with the Queensland government. We don't normally give governments a rap anywhere, anytime, <laughs> Not do very we? often. No. So they've done a hell of a job. They started this with $10 million and it's gone up and up and up. But if, if you buy lot one, let's make it up, or lot 27, what happens is you tick the box. Do you want to be in the race series for life? Well, you tick yes. And I think it's 9,100 plus Pretty GST. Good. So. Yeah. You have the chance to race in these races, and once you've paid your, basically once you paid your ten grand, you're in for life, and it doesn't cost you to actually run last Saturday. So you pay everything up front. I mean, there's only fifteen horses in each race times yep. ten. There's only 150 runners, but it's a massive, massive concept. The horses uh, gallop on the not not the horses racing, but um, some race horses, some retired horses gallop up and down out in uh, the beach at Surface right. Paradise yep. on the Tuesday before. Good shots. We have the mm-hmm. Polo, Billy Slater, and those uh, people are ambassadors for the Magic Millions Carnival. It's owned by a little pauper, Jerry Harvey and oh, Katie yeah. Page Harvey from uh, Harvey Norman fame. One of the battlers. Yeah, he's one of the battlers. <laughs> and let me tell you, he was actually dressed up this year. He wore a clean pair of pants and a nice shirt with a collar. Mm. Mate, he is a freak of a bloke. I remember running running into him. He owns a stud in New Zealand, Westbury stud. He had a yellow lemon-coloured jumper on that had moth holes in it. I said, you going that bad? You want me to buy you a jumper? Quick as a flash, he said, can you lend me 50? That's probably why he's a billionaire and I'm not. (laughs) True story. Jerry Harvey is a salt of the earth guy. You, if you didn't know what he looked like, you dead set yep. would walk. And he's past done a lot of good street, things for sport, and he's and he's done so well. I mean, every look at the sponsorship that they uh, yep. that they actually do. But it's a massive concept. This and where it works best, Julian, is it's a family event. Now, what happens is you, the dad, you go off the sales with me and tell the wife you you didn't buy any, and you probably bought one. The (laughs) wife goes to Pacific Fair or Marina Mirage, one of the Mm -hmm. massive shopping centres, and does what she does best. The kids go to Dream World, Mm -hmm. Sea World, Movie World, hang down the beach, hang with their mates. We all catch up for dinner tonight. 
and then we repeat the Do it thing again the next day, the next day, the next day. So it's a two week event. So I mean, people just get up there for the sales, which is the start of week two. You've missed the first week, mm-hmm. and I reckon the first week, in some respects, is actually better. There's that much, there's that much going on up there. It is, uh, it's amazing, and I don't know what it generates for the Gold Coast, but gee whiz, it's uh, it's an amazing, amazing event. And you head back to the airport. I did on Sunday. It was like standing in the uh, standing in the winter stall at Flemington or Randwick. I mean, you looked around; everyone you knew was uh, yep. was there trying to get out of the place. So, what it does for our industry is huge, and. It is the biggest one week of the year in Queensland, and I reckon it would nearly be one of the most watched race days because you think how many how many people are on holidays were on holidays yeah, still on the weekend. True. They didn't go, but they're actually sitting at home on the couch or at their holiday house if you're lucky enough to have one, and you're actually watching the uh, watching the races from the Gold Coast, and it's uh, it, it it is an amazing amazing event. And for the amount of years I've been going, I've been going there for forever. You never ever get sick of okay, it, but I yeah. do love the Gold Coast. I'm I'm a Gold Coast lover, and I reckon I could retire them. Wouldn't be the worst. I'll ask you a couple more after the news. You did what I what I did uh, when you were talking about the year. I was reading up on this this morning. I'm reading 2025. Why are we talking about something that's two years ahead? It's I actually know. next year. That's why it's frightening, isn't it? It's amazing. Confused me. Let's get to the news with Nathan Gardner. Ask Wayne Hawks a couple more about the Magic Millions on the other side. Welcome back to the show. We're talking the Gold Coast Magic Millions with Wayne Hawks. I'm just going to use a couple of footy analogies here for Please. people that might not be. As Ophaya Racing, I'm certainly one of those. When it comes to the yearlings, every year we hear at the start of an AFL season, oh, it's a good draft pool this year. There's some good young talent coming through. Is there, is there whispers around racing every year that, oh, the Magic Millions, there's some good ones this year? Or oh, it doesn't look as strong this year? Well, I'll start off by saying this. When you leave the Magic Million sales complex and any other sales that you go and buy, no one's ever left with a bad one. Remember that. <laughs> it's like the no draft. Yep. one's ever left with a bad one. And every year we say, oh, it's bigger and better than last year. And do you know what? It is what it is. And the, and the amazing thing is, I mean, we had years of drought and things like that. And people say, oh, the horses, you know. But you know what? Things things go on a cycle, don't they? So at the end of the day, what what you go to the yearling sales and, and do is a little bit like what the AFL do with as much information on their uh, players they're looking at if they can. So what we have is we have a uh, an endoscopic examination that they normally put up in the repository so and the x-rays. So horses have to be x-rayed within 28 days of their sale date and there's a minimum, I think it's like 48 different slides and pictures of their body, of the skeletal part mm-hmm. of their body. Then they have an examination of their throat because I would explain it like this. If the throat's not perfect, Max Verstappen's fuel tank's not perfect, he ain't winning Grand Prix, is he? Yep. So we do have a lot of uh, respiratory issues with horses, like people with asthma and things like that, and we have the same, same, same with uh, with race horses. So we like to have a look at their throat to see how uh, <clears throat> clean their throat is and everything like that. Now some horses can race with a throat issue, but normally most times it'll eventually catch up with them if they have a throat issue. The most famous one was So You Think. He won two Cox plates, went overseas and won another four or five Group 1 races. He, he had a little uh, throat operation and uh, might have been a big throat operation, mm-hmm. but he was an absolute star. So what you do is you like, let, let's just use Lot 1. You like Lot 1, so you go to this. What, what I do is I go through and get the whole catalogue and it's like a family tree. We all know the size pretty much, the stallion. And there's the, in the back of the book is the, is the family tree of the sires and, and what their history is, but we pretty much know all the sires. But the, in the, in the catalogue, it is all about the family tree of mum. So there's her mm-hmm. whole history of her family and 
grandma, great-grandma, blah, blah, blah. So I will go through and I'll just flick over the ones I like. My father will do the same. Then we collectively put the list together and that's our list that we will start off going to a sale because there was 1,400 lots, including today. You can't get through 1,400 lots. No. Mm. If, you, if you were going gangbusters, you did 150 a day, that'd be about as much as you could do because what also happens, Julian, is we have, we've had a pretty good week up there or two weeks ago because once the sale starts, you're sitting around hanging around for your next lot number. It's like hanging around for the bus and the next one's in 45 minutes. <laughs> So the first week, you go hammer and tong, looking as many as you can. But all of a sudden, oh, there was one day there, it was about 1 p.m. I felt like it was 9 o'clock at night. And my father always said to me, and he was there with me, but he always said, when you, when you, when you get tired and you think enough, you must stop there and then. Because he said it might impair your judgment. That's a good point. Now, mm. now it, it might be a simple thing of at 11 o'clock in the morning, you've been there since 8.30, you might go back to the hotel, have a swim for an hour and a half, and then, and then come back just to, just to freshen, freshen up. up. Yep. You need to be on the ball. Because this is day one of us looking at the horses. So what you're doing is you're looking at its action and how it moves. We're not trotting them up. We're not cantering them. We're not galloping them. We don't have any of that um, to go on. We don't have a, we don't have any other history of their medical. Well, what we don't have is their medical history. So I assume in the AFL they have all that they sort would. of. Yep. Uh, yeah, they do. They have all that sort of stuff. We don't. So all we've got is the visual in front of us. You've then got the repository where the vets go and look at everything online. <clears throat> Excuse me. You've got the the horse's throat that you go and look at the uh, the uh, dynamics, the uh, the dynamic scope of oh, sorry not the dynamic scope. Go and look at the endoscope. And to be honest, we've all gone and um, had the, well, if you know what do they say? Once you're over forty, you need to go and have the uh, the Correct. scope. Yep. It's exactly the same scope. And most times our vets will actually buy the secondhand scopes off of the um, what is that doctor? Scope doctor. When you have it, the uh, Front end and the back end. I can't think what, he, oh, what he's called. Uh, Not a gastroenterologist, but a name like that. Yeah, something like that. In. I know the one. You so, know. in all fairness, yeah. I mean, when you when you have it down your throat yeah. or behind, it's exactly the same okay. scope. So the horse will be scoped within. They normally like to do it within two days of the sale. That'll be up there in the repository for your vet of your choice to actually go in and have a look at. And then the vet will charge you probably one hundred and fifty dollars to do that. Then he also looks at the forty eight slides on the on the X rays. And that's what you uh, that's what you work on. So it's not easy. We don't have a you know you can go to the stud, you know if you know the stud mm-hmm. you can go up there a month before and things like that. But they they come into work about ten weeks before the sale. They have a ten week sale prep. So you're not getting a lot of information. So old mate that's paid two point one million for the top prize, he might have only ever seen that horse a week and a half ago. Mm. He might have looked at it. We, we'll go back and look at him again. And then you look at them again and you just keep culling your list. Then then what happens is once you start culling your list, then you go back at the start and you go whoosh all the way through because what you're doing then is you're not looking at good, good, bad, bad, terrible, crappy, not bad, average, good, average, average. You're actually going back and you're looking at all good to greats. And there's always going to be one mm. that you go back and go, who put this on the list? What were you thinking, <laughs> what idiot? You think? What did you see in that one? Correct. So uh, you end up with your short list. And then you go back again and you look at your shortlist again and you really keep defining it down just to keep looking at any imperfections, I suppose, is the right choice of uh, choice of words. And it's not scientific, but I'll tell you what it is. It's the reverse of the Jenny Craig ad, the before and the after. Yes. We're the other way around. That's right. We're seeing them small and thin. Yep. And we want to see how they're going to envisage look 
in 18 months' time, and that's the key to you having a having an eye for a horse of looking at it today and thinking, wow, what is this horse going to look like in the mounting enclosure at Flemington on Derby Day in two years' time? It's it's a fascinating. Just a quick one before I let you go. No, the draft camp, you know, you do all the physical testing, but the clubs will say, you know, it's a, it's the interview that's the most important. Maybe the psychological testing, something they can pick up that they didn't know about this player. Now, yep. unless Mr. Ed's there, no one's doing interviews. Can you tell anything about the temperament of a horse when you look at it for the first or second time. Chautauqua was bought out of the Sydney sales, and I don't, I didn't know he was going to be Chautauqua <laughs> at the end of the uh, penny section. But yes, you can, because what happens is a lot of these horses, as I said, you can go to the studs and look at them, but my family doesn't like to do that because <clears throat> we like to go and see the horse in a new environment at the sales complex because you often get the vendors going, oh, gee, you know, this little horse never plays up at home. And <laughs> it was born there, bred there. It's never left there. It's yep. never left its mates. It's comfortable. So if you think about this, you, you know, many, many people listening right now have, have been lucky enough to go to Melbourne Cup Week. It's mayhem. We don't see as many old mates in Superman outfits like we used to when we were kids, <laughs> yeah. but you get my point. There's 100,000 people there on three, four days. It is a major event and people are yelling and screaming. It is not golf. Shh. It is not tennis. Shh. It is horse racing where people yell and scream and, you know, they're not when the race is not being run. But when the race is being run, people are going off their chops. Yep. So you're looking at a horse from a mental aspect of how their attitude is. And you'll always forgive them day one because they're settling in. You go back and it's okay. You think, yeah, good. Go back the next start, next time and it's getting worse. Then you start to question. It's a flag. But then the other way is there was one horse we bought there and this horse, after we'd bought him, we went and got some pictures and videos of him. He stood there and he had his head down. He couldn't give a stuff. So you look at him going, <laughs> yes, he's tired, but he uh, he actually has got a lovely, lovely relaxed attitude. And it's the same thing as humans. You, I'd rather have a horse with lesser ability that tries harder, no different to uh, any any uh, any boss that's listening right now that says, yep, I know what you, where you're coming <laughs> from there. It is honestly the same principle because if you've got the mental aspect, you'll go a hell of a lot further than uh, you know someone that's the uh, the expert and thinks they are and uh, doesn't actually do it on race day. As someone says off the temper text, Paddy Cripps couldn't run when he got drafted, but well, they you, saw enough in him. Do you know the one player that I always, always think of? James Hurd. Mate, he couldn't run out of sight in a dark No, he was injured every five minutes. And you know what, though? He was always at half a kick behind. He was hardly ever in the ball. He was always at half a kick behind, but he read it and he always knew where the ball was. So he wasn't the fastest player, but he was was thinking the right way. So it's the same principle as what our uh, our horses do. But uh, I suppose I'll leave you with this one. Here we go. The difference is we can get with our horses. Now, some of those AFL players... (laughs) Thank you very much, Julian. Thank you for coming in, Wayne. Let's get to the uh, break. I like it. I like it. You're listening to Mornings for Hyundai. I find it all fascinating how you look at these horses and you can work out uh, the mentality and stuff. It's amazing stuff. The Hyundai SUV sale event is on right now.